Yo, what's good, my people? You've just tuned in to another episode of the Hip Hop Spot Podcast with me, your host, Brown96. Broadcasting from Salinas, California. Yo, here's another dope ass episode. In today's episode, yo, we got a dope ass MC. He needs no introduction. He goes by the name of Mr. Shadow from San Diego, California. This homie's a legend. If you ain't heard of him, where the fuck you been at, man? He'll be talking to us about what he's learned in the game, and he'll be kicking that knowledge to us, man. So stay tuned, and man, listen in, because this is going to be another dope-ass episode, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, what's good, homie? Yo, yo, what's cracking, my boy? First of all, how? Do, I mean, what does it take to still be like in the game, even though the game has changed so much, man? Well, I mean, you gotta stay consistent. You know what I'm saying? Stay true to yourself. I mean, everybody's coming out trying to keep up with the Joneses. I'm just saying, me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So just, uh, you know, staying true to what you make, and I guess that'll keep you relevant. Yeah, nah, for sure, man. So now let's take it back, man. You know, to when you were a youngster coming up, like, was being a rapper your first, you know, passion? Or was there something else that that drove you to that to that avenue? Nah, man. Well, it was just growing up, listening to my older homeboy from my neighborhood, you know, Night Out. Um, you know, he posted that one record, and I was into music, picking up tapes here and there from from different swapping to whatnot, and, um... And it was actually one of my passions, bro. And that night, I wrote my first rap about going to Disneyland with my dad and shit. Make a long story short, 16, drop till I die, and the rest is history. Dang. So, uh, so, so pretty much like night out, uh, put your, like, put you on game with the whole, you know, like, like how to write a 16 and all that. Well, not necessarily, bro. I was, uh, I was just listening because he used to make neighborhood raps for the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I just, I just used to like. Watching him do it and fucking, he used to just get on the mic and fucking rap. There was no writing, homie. He was just spitting, you know what I mean? So like that shit intrigued me, man. And um, definitely uh, looked up to him and shit growing up as an artist. So Damn. shout out to the homie, man. Yeah, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Now, there's a lot of people that look up to you, man. You know what I mean? Like, you as a person and you as an artist, you know, like, right now, as a youngster coming up in the game, as a Latino, you know what I mean? Uh, what do you suggest, like, when the game is so fucking it's scattered, you know, it's like there's no one way to go at it. I mean, what would you suggest for that up-and-coming artist? Just find, you know, find a niche, you know, whatever you're comfortable making, you know, try to make somebody else's music being comfortable with it, you know what I'm saying? Find what drives you, find, find what, what you like making, man, whatever you feel comfortable making. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't take, don't take no for an answer. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So when you first came out with your first album, man, like, I mean, what was that experience like? Oh, that was crazy, bro. I was only 16 years old, man. You know, and, um, selling 50,000 units out the trunk. You know what I'm saying? That was that was a pretty big, big accomplishment for myself. You know, 350 Gs at 16 years old. I mean, hell yeah, that shit drove me and pushed me to do even more, you know? Yeah, that's cool, man. You know, when gangs were involved in shit, like, how did you go out there and, like, you know what I mean, sell your CDs and shit when all this drama was going around you? Like, like how did you manage to do all that? Yeah, well, shit, you know, I used to run into my little problems myself, bro. Like, you know, 
at Knoxville, I ran into some problems out there, you know what I'm saying? I ran into problems everywhere I went, but, you know, gotta, gotta keep pushing, gotta get the shit where you gotta get to, man. So, you know, going to different states, going to different counties, man, you know, everybody's different, man. So, going up to Swamp Beach and seeing from Red Dog, you know what's happening. Man, when you're from the street, you, know, you just gotta deal with it. Yeah. Like me, myself, as an artist, I remember starting off like at swap meets and shit, selling CDs and shit like that, and always having to watch my back. I can relate, you know, and there's more people out there that can actually relate to that because they want that, they want that same, you know what I mean? That same goal and stuff like that. Um, But uh, like you said, man, you got to be consistent. That's all it takes, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. When you started doing shows and stuff like that, like, how was your first experience? My experience was like, shit, like, you know what I mean? I was scared shitless, you know what I mean? Like... Damn, you know, is what I'm saying, you know? Uh, how was yours, man? Well, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody was pretty scared the first time, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I was only out to promote it with a song. I didn't have, I didn't have a fucking idea what I was doing, bro, to be truthful. But hey, that one song, which was Till I Die, you know, as soon as I wrote that shit, motherfucker, I was like, hell yeah, do some more shit. And all I had was that one song, so I just went I have to put on the CD and just go off the CD, you know what I'm saying? But, it, it, I mean, I got used to it after a while, but, yeah, those first few on that, definitely nerve-wracking, you know what I'm saying? That's dope, that's dope, man, yeah. And I ask that because, like, still to this day, even though some artists may be doing shows, have been doing shows for a while, still that the then butterflies creep up, you know what I mean? Like, how do you deal with, with uh, being nervous and shit? I just, honestly, homie, I just medicate. I smoke, you know, fat out of blood. <laughs> and I just fucking lose, lose myself. You know what I'm saying? I, I, use, I use my glasses a lot, man. I, I guess, you know, using my glasses and shit helps me deal with the crowd and whatnot. But, I mean, I just got contracted for seven, 47 shows for this summer. And uh, the biggest one is going to be like 38,000 people. So, Damn. we'll see how that shit goes. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, man, I got... I got, I got 32 shows in 30 states in Mexico, and I got 15 shows in South America, five in Chile, five in Peru, and five in Bolivia. So. Like, as for, like, your whole, like, experience with your, you know, recording and all that, um, did you always have the same crowd around you, like, the same people, like, making your beats and all that, or was it, has it always been, like, whoever, you know, like, no matter who? Nah, for my first, I want to say my first four or five projects, I had Steve Wishes. San Diego legend, man. Um, he's worked with Ice Cube, Dub C, Shaq, just to name a few. Uh, but he, he produced my whole, my first album until I died, produced the second. Um, and then once I started getting more in the music industry, I started meeting more, more producers, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's when I started getting different sound and meeting new people and just trying new sound and shit. So, but yeah, man, my early years when we see this, I still go back to this. It's really shit. Like right now we're working on Till I Die Part 2. And he's producing the whole record because it's only right he does it, you know. So, but definitely, um, you know, one of the one of the one of the main main keys of, of my sound was was Steve Wishes. Huh. So is he still producing to this day? Oh yeah, he just got signed to a to a production deal, man. Um, yeah, my boy's doing his thing. He's still doing a lot of shit for everybody from San Diego and and major artists. So yeah, he's still around, man. Steve Wishes, look him up. Man, that's super dope, man. Super dope. So now, as for um, 
your like tours and stuff like that who introduced you to that life you know what i mean because i i know a lot of people especially back then it was it was harder to link up with people you know what i mean due to like social media wasn't it wasn't there back then so like how did you start all that yeah so um the program director at Gemini 90 here in San Diego, the big hip hop station. Um, she's the one that linked me up and put me on a, on the first tour she was doing herself with a lot of Shade of Brown. They were promoting a lot of Shade of Brown at the time. And they, she booked me on that tour with them so I could open up for, that, for their shows and shit. So, you know what I mean? That's what got me my first five gigs. I got like two down south in TJ at clubs and I had like three different car shows and shit. And, um, you know, every time, every time it got better and better, you know, you get used to it and shit. And, but she's the one that actually put me up on game on, on shows and I can pay myself and what I need, you know what I'm saying? So, Lisa Vosky is program director for Zunani, man. That's cool, man. So you have a, uh, a manager, right? Yeah, you have a manager. Yeah. So now, um, have you had the same manager like throughout your career? Have you changed it up? Nah, man. Uh, I actually never had a manager before, dog. So oh, you I never just had recently one. got one. Okay. Just, yeah, I just recently got him because it's you know shifting kind of hectic on both sides. It's international and, and domestic, so um, it's pretty busy around here. So he, he tends to handle most of my shit when it comes to bookings and you know whatnot. Man, I didn't know that, see, because, like, usually artists have, you know what I mean? So you could actually make it without a manager. Like, the people have a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, some people have it twisted. Oh, yeah, they, they think that, you know what I mean? That they need a manager to come up, no. but it's not true, man. Nah, man, nowadays, I'm going to be straight up with you. You don't need nothing but your motherfucking self, bro. Like A&Rs, you don't even have A&Rs anymore, bro, because, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's no more... There's no middleman either, bro. Like, you don't even need to be signed to a label. Like, you can access the same people that those major artists are fucking reaching through social media, bro. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, like why am I going to sign to a label for them to do something that I could do? Yeah, watch out for those, man. They try to shoot your contract right between the lines. Like, you know what I'm saying? Nothing worse than signing some shit you don't know what you're signing. Especially when they're, when they're, when they make it sound so good. You know what I mean? Like, like shit, you know? <laughs> If it sounds too good, it's because it is, man. I mean, it's too good to be true. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. Contracts shouldn't consist more than, I mean, you should be getting the most part of the percentage. You know what I'm saying? Never give up your publishing. You know what I mean? Like, really look into that shit. You're publishing, homie. That's a whole other paycheck. So yeah, make sure yeah. you do your homework. Oh, yeah. So, so what can you talk to us about record labels? Because I know you've been a part of a few, right? Yeah, you know, been part of record uh, labels. You know, had major major distribution, but uh, you know, um, when 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 they really don't get behind a record, I mean, it's, it really doesn't make a difference whether you sign or not. Because if they push it, they're gonna do nothing, you know. Yeah. So make sure you know you sign it with the legit label that's gonna be willing to stand behind your product and not just. You know, like back in the day, we had all a ton of like Latino rappers that were just like busting with hits after hit, and like um, like yourself, you're still around. Like, what's the difference between uh, like you and a bunch of other people that actually like fell off? You know what I mean? Like, I haven't heard of GPA. GPA was a dope motherfucking rapper, man. You know, and and I know you yeah. like you featured him with a you know in a few tracks. 
And, uh, I mean, what can you tell us about that, man? Well, GPA, man, uh, that's, that's my brother, dog. That's, that's who he's, he's still around. He's working and shit. You know, my, I'm actually going to feature him on a couple projects. Uh, I'm, I'm actually the only one he'll ever fucking get in the studio for. He doesn't rap no more. He's a, he's an executive at Taylor Guitars, if you know, you know there's only two big ass guitar companies, Taylor, and the other one is Gibson. Okay. And um, he's an executive at Taylor Guitars here in San Diego and shit. And you know, he still loves music. He still does it for the passion. It's just that now he just gets in the booth whenever I ask him to and shit. He doesn't do it. He doesn't do it like he used to no more. But like, what do you think held him back from like being in that same, you know, uh, level? I guess you could say, because uh, I mean. Yeah, he came up with a dope-ass album, but, like, you know what I mean? It wasn't compared to, like, let's say, you know what I mean? Like, Frost or yourself, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't... I mean, what do you think held him back? Um, he, didn't, he didn't really pursue it like that, you know? He stayed local and shit. He had a, just a homie from the hood release his record, and uh, it just got released, you know what I'm saying? It never got promoted, like, the way it's supposed to, and um, stayed local and shit, and... Okay. Yeah, it just it just didn't get the support it was supposed to get. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it is what it is. I mean, now he just doesn't do music no more. Just he's just he's just a fan of it now. Cause I still bump that street poetry shit, man. That's just fucking dope, man. I love that shit. Oh man. yeah, my boy's dope, dog. He's a dope ass, you know, a dope ass artist, man. I just like I say that. We really have to get motivated to get back in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now for sure, man. Um, so now, as for like um, the money, man. Like, uh, I know the business is shady. You know what I mean? Like, what can you tell the up and coming artists when it comes to you know investing in themselves? Definitely, man. It's money to make money, dog. So you know, do all the videos you can. It's all about visuals, man. Streaming. There's not only do you get paid for your digital downloads, but you also have your visual money. So streaming and and, and um, downloading is. Two different things, you know what I'm saying? People get it fucked up thinking that, oh, you know, you get paid just off of, you know, Pandora and this and that. But you still got Vivo, you still got, you know, YouTube. You get paid for visuals and audio. That's the beauty of fucking digital. It, it took out CDs and cassettes, but it paid you in other ways that you wouldn't have got paid if, you, if it would have stayed the old way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, um, have you ever been uh, sponsored or have you ever sponsored someone? No, nah, I never been sponsored. Um, I was I was in talks with uh, with uh, Swisher back in the days, but I got sick. No, nine. I had a stroke, homie, so that took me out the game for like eight or nine years. And um, everything I was doing just dropped. I was about to get sponsorships and all kinds of shit, but I got sick and it took me out the game. Dang. So now, like your your plans right now are like you're back on that tour. You know, I heard about you know they going back on the tour with um actually you know what i heard i don't know if this may be not true but uh i heard that you're going on tour with uh low profile yeah well they're, they're supposed to start the tour um we've been talking you know royal's been trying to get me uh, some dates and shit because i'm gonna be i'm gonna be pretty booked up with this mexican tour uh but he's definitely gonna have some some, some dates here in the states albuquerque arizona you know what i mean um and yeah, I'll be I'll be at some of them with him. I'll be at some of them. I can't say all of them, but I definitely will be at most of them. Cali, Arizona, Vegas, mm -hmm. Oregon. I got a show uh, that I'm negotiating.
negotiating right now for Portland, or I mean, so, I'm sorry, Salem, Oregon, March second. So yeah, I'm gonna be alone now. That's dope, man. Man, so where uh, where do you come from, man? Like what uh, from Mex from like your roots, man? Well, I was born and raised in SD, but you know my family, my family comes from Guadalajara, Mex. So Guadalajara, Jalisco, that's where my family comes from. That's where the bloodline comes from. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I'm from Jalisco. Well, my family from Jalisco. I grew up here in Cali, but uh, La Salceda, Jalisco, that's where we're my family's from. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Now, like, you, at this point, I know, you know, like, when you're a youngster, you uh, like, you see the game different than how you see it now. What do you think is the main thing that really stands out for you as 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 the difference, like, how you used to view the game? Yeah, well, aside from the fucking mumble rap and the skinny jeans, <laughs> you should, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, this is way different, bro. The social media just puts everybody in everybody's fucking fingertips. And it's way different, you know. It's more, I think it's more, more up to, more up to personal uh, with the social media shit. So that, that's definitely, you know, way different. The way we, we record, I mean, I was still able to record on real to real and ADATs and all this shit. I don't even know what the fuck an ADAT tape is, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I don't think they ever will. My, some, my kids don't even know what the fuck an A-track is, man. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, but... You know, there's, there's, uh, you can actually have the same tapes as some of my music and that vinyl. And, um, they're like, what the hell? Where do you stick this shit at? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's crazy. Do you still, by any chance, have any of those ADATs? Yeah, at studios where I recorded them, yeah, they still got them. Oh, shit, man. You playing on uh, putting yeah, it on eBay one day, man? <laughs> I'll soup that shit up. <laughs> man, possibly, possibly, bro. You know what I'm saying? They just fucking around. I posted uh, a jersey, my jersey that I came out on uh, my first record, the Till I Die record. That's oh I shit! Yeah, and, um, somebody was offering six G's already. I'm like, oh shit! All right. Damn, that's just fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> to you, what does success mean? I mean, there could be success, it could be looked at whatever way you want to look at. I look at it as, you know what I'm saying, if I reach the masses, if I reach people around the world, that's a success. You feel me? Making money is a plus. But success to me, you will hear my music and getting it out there and making it happen. That's a successful fucking story to me. You know what I mean? Like I said, the money and all that other shit, that just comes, that's extra. Mm, okay. So from the heart, right? Everything's from the heart. That's it, homie. If I, if I, you know, if I, I lived, I didn't think I was gonna live past twenty-one. I, shit, I, I'm thirty-eight. That's a success. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So I mean, dropping dropping records every year, that's a fucking success. You know what I mean? If you stick at it and look at it as, damn, I didn't make money or this and that. Yeah, you know what? I blew mills on when I was young, but. Can't, can't really reflect on that shit, homie. So you gotta look at your successes, that's things that you accomplished. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I look at that having 22 plus years in this game, that's a success to me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, it's a blessing, man. It's a, it sounds like a blessing, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, when you were growing up and like putting out albums and all that, what do you think pushed you? to like just keep keep it up to keep it up like did someone give you an advice that you kept it and you ran with it or or, or was it just like self-motivation it was well it was self-motivation that I, I drew from like I was
was, I had my kids young on me, so, you know, I didn't have a job and shit. I went from slanging to rapping and shit. I, I fucking, I funded my music. I, put my, I bought my first beats off the fucking shit that I was slanging. So, you know what I'm saying? If I didn't rap, I didn't eat. So if I didn't rap, my family didn't eat. So I had to, um, I had a necessity. I wasn't just rapping to look cool, but that was actually what I was living off for, for 12 years now. Dang. So you actually made it into a career career, not just like, you know what, I'll, I'll do this whenever I got a chance. That's, that's super dope. Like, not a lot of people can do that, you know what I mean? Like, usually, nowadays, all the rappers that I know, they're just doing it, you know what I mean, on the side. Because it's just hard, you know what I mean, to get out there like that. Yeah, it ain't easy, bro. You know, went, went from nothing to something I should have more than a couple of times, you know? Yeah, that's super dope, man. So, nah, um, now, I mean, what do you think, uh, what kind of advice can you can you give the youngsters that even consider giving up, you know? Man, there's no such thing as giving up, bro. No such thing as quitting. Quit, you know, winners never quit. Quitters never win. So, you know, don't let nobody fucking tell you no or deteriorate you from doing your shit just because you, you might get a negative comment or, uh, you know, you use that negativity as positivity. Use that shit as drive. You know what I mean? Dealing with your kindness and shit. I mean, don't stop for nothing. Oh, nobody. Unless you feel it in your heart that it ain't for you, then you'll fucking try something else. But if you feel it in your heart and your mind that that's what you want to do, go through with it, man. You got to fall down to get back up. That's right, man. So now all this, all this, you know, fame with your career and all that, how did uh, how did all that... Um, play into your into your like life with you know having kids maybe have you have you been married are you married like how did all that play into that yeah i mean you know i'm in my second marriage and shit but it takes a toll you know you're never home i was always on the road you know what i'm saying dealing with just all kinds of shit a lot of shit that comes with it from you know people trying to ruin your life because they see you happy to you know just actual shit that's happening all the way. Kids at home, and, you know, there's always a situation happening, man. Whether it's good or bad, there's always something going on, shit. So you gotta split yourself and, you know, try to handle every situation as best as you could, man, and keep pushing. Mm, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. So check it out, man. I always ask people this question, and um, it's kind of like to bring it back to when you started, you know what I mean? And kind of like give that example to the ones that are in those shoes right now. So check it. Um, so if you were to wake up tomorrow and find yourself starting from scratch, like step one, you know, you knew no one that you, you know what I mean, that helped you to come up. Uh, and, you know, you just got to go through it again, basically. What would you do in the next seven days? I'd record three fucking songs. Because nowadays, bro, you gotta understand, you go on YouTube and get beats for free. Yeah. So I'd go, I'd get my ass on YouTube or SoundCloud, I'd get three beats, record them. You know what I'm saying? If you could do more than one style, show that. Don't just do all three the same. Show versatility. You know what I'm saying? Then, uh, then you record those songs, then you start flooding all these motherfucking people on the internet. And I bet you, man, one out of those people that you flood are going to answer you. Because I've had people message me and I've messaged them back. You know what I'm saying? So, y'all be consistent. Keep trying. Don't take no for an answer, man. And if it comes down to that, the worst thing they can tell you is no. Yep. And I'm sure you've heard of that plenty of times in your lifetime. So, 
shit, you know, break it down, man. Just fucking get that music and get it heard. You know how Justin Bieber got discovered? He got discovered on fucking YouTube, homie. Yeah. He's a YouTube kid, homie, so... And look at him now, dog. He's on top of the world. One of the biggest orders ever. Right? So, if it can happen to him, it can happen to anybody, man. Yeah, no, you know what I'm saying? You just got to get it. You just got to get it in front of the right eyes, the right ears, at the right time, bro. Mm-hmm. See, once they start... That's it. Yeah, once people start thinking that you're a part of the fucking Illuminati, that's when you fucking made it, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean... Yeah, that's crazy, bro. You know, I mean, I, I, to this day, I mean, I've gotten messages from them and shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously, you know, I ain't taking that route, but <laughs> it's, just, it's just real, man. This shit's out there, bro. You know what I mean? It is, man. Motherfuckers just want to, you know, capitalize on you. Yeah, man. I mean, money is money, but you know what I mean? One's own self, one's own, you know what I mean? Pride and all that, man. That's something else. You can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's deeper than money, homie. So, you know, just stay in your own lane, homie, and do, right. do your thing and get this shit in front of as many people as you can. Go do as many shows. Go fucking karaoke. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Eminem got fucking found because of a rap battle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All these little stories are actual truth. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, no doubt, man. Yo, I appreciate this time you gave uh you gave me to like put this out there to help out the one that you know ones that may be struggling with certain things in their in their career as a MC or as a you know producer or whatnot, man. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no doubt, man. And again, you know, with all the social media, man, you could just reach out to a motherfucker, man. The worst thing I can say is no, dog. So, you know, go on Instagram, go on Facebook, flood these motherfuckers' inboxes. Believe me, they got somebody checking them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying and, and if you got something that catches their ear believe me they're gonna call you because they're gonna fucking wanna be part of that oh yeah I believe that man I believe yeah. that yeah no doubt man and um if you wanna shout out your dates man of like um for the tour and maybe um another project you may be working on my, uh, right now yeah so till like that part two will be dropping this year um uh, I'm working on Loyal to the Soil and then I'm working on another uh, Spanish record um uh, as far as Performances. I got March second, Salem, Oregon, um, and then uh, I got shit 30, 30 shows in Mexico. Like I said, but I'll keep you guys posted on my social media. But the, but the most recent, the most close one right now is gonna be Salem, Oregon, March second. Oh, that's dope, man. And man, from day one, man, when I first heard your your fucking spit, I was a fan, man. You know, and all. I want to thank you for giving us this time again. Um, and. One thing that that you mentioned, never uh, don't take no for an answer, man. That is key. That is fucking key to you know being persistent and just trying to get yours, man. Trying to get it. That's what's up. That's it, man. Follow that, and you, you'll get you'll get places. All right, man. Thanks, man. You have a good night. You too, my boy. Peace. All right, man. Peace. Yo, yo, and that was Mr. Shadow from SD California. Yo, he blessed us with some knowledge straight to the dome. Uh, and as for me, the host Brown, I'm checking out for today's episode of the Hip Hop Spot. And you all make sure you stay motivated, you stay inspired, and overall, people, remember to stay fucking dope. Uh. <laughs>